This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Good morning, campers! Alan Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Here we go, it's Thursday, it's a few minutes after 5 o'clock. What do you say? I'm in New York City with the Eddie Scazzeri and the old man by the sea. His name is Albert Jack Dukes. He is in Bradley Beach with his puppy. What's up, Al? Oh, good morning, Jerry. How are you? I'm doing all right. How was the walk this morning? Well, you know, it was a little breezy and cold and chilly, and the dog really didn't want to go. That having been said, we'll deal with it. We'll also have to deal with the fact that Al's not there. Not sure where he is. So we will take you until Eddie can find him. God knows where he is. And we can start, because if I was Al, I would think we would start with the boat parade in Tampa. And here would be my thought. My God, does it seem lovely to be living in Tampa. So I don't know about you guys out there, but usually when a team wins a championship, You get the parade through the city, and you get on these risers, and you get, like, the ticker tape, and people are watching. That's what normal cities do. But if you live in Tampa, Florida, while we're dealing with snowstorms and blizzards and temperatures of, I don't know, 15, 20, 25 degrees, or maybe you live in somewhere like Iowa, where Rutgers was yesterday, where the high temperature, I believe, was minus 2 degrees, you got to deal with the cold. But if you live in Tampa Bay, somewhere Al used to live, You do a boat parade. And I got to tell you, the videos of this boat parade and the pictures that are coming from this boat parade, absolutely spectacular. Uh, Jerry. Yes, Eddie. Uh, I was talking. I'm sorry. The Comrex is saying it's busy. So I have to go into my office to disconnect it. I'll be back. So I can continue my thought now? Yes, sorry. Excellent. No problem. So so we'll get Al hooked up in a second. But anyway, looking at these videos and these pictures, a couple of things struck me watching the Bucks. Uh, yes, the Nets won last night. Rangers lost in overtime. We'll get to all that in a little while. But so watching Tom Brady, Super Bowl MVP, he is so buttoned up and he is usually so spot on. He's got the TB12 method. He's got the book. He's got the trainer. He's got the eating like a champion. And to see the videos and the footage of him yesterday in gorgeous Tampa Bay with the palm trees and the cloudless sky, or maybe a couple of clouds, but the beautiful sky and the warm temperatures. And to see him, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he was drunk. And I mean beyond drunk. It was something to see. You know, you've got him, you've got Gronk, and the video that's out there of him tossing, which we'll get to the audio probably in the 6 o'clock hour with Boomer and Geo. there's one piece of audio that is tremendous. So there's the boats that are coming through, and I don't understand Tampa enough to understand how the parade route went, quote-unquote, through the city. Al can explain that to us when he gets back or joins us. Um, But they talk about the boat parade that went through the city, and I guess there's all canals and rivers and whatever. Um, Watching him arrive in the boat, and then you got people with the whispers, there's Brady's boat, there's Brady, but I guess it was a new $2 million boat, which, okay, I mean, gee, we got to step up our game. We need to get this boat pretty nice. But to see him with the Lombardi Trophy, And I guess it's his wife's on the boat with him, and clearly his daughter is on the boat with him. And he takes the Lombardi trophy, and he goes to hoist it. 
to Gronkowski, and I forget who's on the boat with Gronkowski. Is Al with us? Oh, hi, Jay. Oh, Al, good morning. How are you? The old man by the sea has been found. He was lost, but yeah. he has now been found. The dude he threw the trophy to was Cameron Brait. It was Cameron Brait. Yeah, there Tight was someone end. else there, though. It was Gronk, oh. Brait. There was another player. I don't know if it was Chris Godwin or not. There were a few of them there. But there's the, the audio of the video, which we'll play next hour. His daughter is yelling at him not to do it. And it's actually it's it's quite funny. This that was some. Don't you wish you were in Tampa yesterday? No, I would have been nowhere near that boat parade, Jerry. Too many drunk people. I saw lots of videos of drunk people I roaming was, the streets, falling on their up, faces. My, my, my point was how beautiful it is in Tampa right now, as we're dealing oh. with snow and frigid temperatures. Yes, that part I would have liked to. Have, oh, I liked to have been in Tampa. Yes, at the boat parade with all those lunatics and maskless no people way. and maskless people falling down there falling was, into boats there drinking are beers. so many foot there's so many videos and photos out there from that parade yesterday and i don't yeah. know what the covid numbers are in tampa oh but, jerry there, there is zero they have zero tests. <laughs> well i don't know about that. all of florida jerry's got no cases i don't know if you've heard i'll tell you this watching what i watched yesterday and i really watched it this morning i didn't watch it yesterday you would think the world was normal Right, the boat. Right, other than like, why even have the boat parade? Just put people in the streets. They were in the streets prior to the Super Bowl partying. They were in the streets right after the Super Bowl party partying. Why not? Why put everyone in a boat? I'm Let's go. You, it did look. It did look outstanding though, and they were all drunk and they all had a good time. And well, that's the, the end of the football season. <laughs> that Tom Brady, he was Jerry jacked up. Ah, uh, he was drunk. Ooh, he was drunk tweeting as well. Did you? Oh, was he really? Yeah, because he said he wrote something like uh, he well he like screen grabbed or a, a quote tweeted the ESPN tweet of him like stumbling yeah and and he wrote nothing to see here just some avocado tequila but yeah. like one letter was a capital the next was a lower then a lower <laughs> than a capital it looked like a very drunk man tweeted that out well the I mean the the picture and even the video no forget the picture the video. It looks like a Bucks security guard is holding him up yes. as he is slowly and wobbly walking. And you got LeBron James basically tweeting, what a fun time it looked like. Yeah. <laughs> so much for that TB12 diet of no alcohol. Listen, you can't Threw be perfect. right out the window, you Jerry. You can't be perfect 365 days of the year. I've read that book. There is no way that you can't cheat once in a while. Do you think he's beating himself up today for cheating no. or he let himself? He, no, I like, don't. First of all, he probably woke up with a blasting headache. Yes, no question. And I don't think he's he's doing that to himself because if you listen to Gronk, he has said in the past that as impressive a regimen and diet that Brady has, once in a while he does let loose just to kind of have some balance so no i don't think so yeah i think even when we had julian edelman on in studio a, a year or two ago or whenever that was he said that uh, every once in a while tom brady will have a chicken wing yes and a burger i believe here's one chicken wing for mr tom brady yeah i think he sneaks in a little bit more than we think how about the bucks gm jason what how do you say his last name here jason licked <laughs> he needed the money licked licked Jason Licht. How do you really think? Seriously, how do you think Seriously, I'm looking at his last name. It's L-I-C-H-T. Jason Licht. Right. It's Jason Light. Well, why isn't it spelled L-I-G-H-T? I have no idea, Al. I don't know. All right, Jerry. Bucks GM Jason Light. That's according to you. I'm yes, still we'll, holding, holding We'll play this on audio Licht. coming up at 630, yes. He says we're going to effing win this thing again next year yeah he and bruce arians um were very outspoken yesterday bruce arians also said we're gonna keep winning we're gonna keep this thing rolling yeah so, and he we're was gonna, cursing too we're gonna keep it going <laughs> gonna do what we can yeah 
I don't think they're not going to repeat. It just doesn't happen anymore in the NFL. There's no repeats. Hasn't happened in a while. Yeah. I remember like in the 90s when the Bills went to four straight Super Bowls. I mean, they, they didn't get a win. They losers. They didn't get a win among them, but that was impressive. You will never see that again. Four straight years. Well, you can't because you can't keep teams together that long True. anymore. That's the problem. Everyone's selfish. This is this comes back to not to go down this road, but this comes back to the quarterback position. Guys make too much money, and it kills the team. Yeah. That's why, say what you want about them, and I know Boomer says it's not good for the rest of the league when Brady doesn't take the most money, but the fact that Tom Brady is your quarterback making, what is he making, 25? Is that right? I don't know. I know there's a lot of guys making more than him. Right. Like, he's not even close to the top-paid quarterback. You've got guys, I mean, Dak Prescott wants 40, I believe, according to reports, like his agent's looking for $40 million. Based on what? The numbers are stupid. They really are. And it hamstrings your team. So Jerry, when I was young, it was all about winning, and money was secondary. Um, I don't know about that. I That's think, right. I don't, I, no, I don't believe that. Jerry, Danny White, he was only interested in winning. Did you, the see the photo, did you see the photo that some guy sent us about Danny White? I did. I did. <laughs> Tongue kissing the woman on the field. Now, how did she get on the field? Was that a cheerleader? It was a cheerleader. Oh, is that true? It's a picture from uh, the guy who runs Super 70s Sports on uh, Twitter, which is a tremendous follow. Yeah. He originally tweeted it. He's tweeted it multiple times, but it's Danny White in full uniform on the sideline making out with the Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. <laughs> That's the life right there. I mean, you got to ask him about that the next time you work with him, Jerry. I should. If I get you, another chance, I will. Yeah, pull up that photo and go, what are we doing here, Danny? <laughs> no, 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 not what are we doing here. How do we do this? <laughs> How are we do? How are you doing, Danny White? Man. That must have just been his girlfriend. I would like to ask him if he remembered, because we've been times when we brought up things to Boomer, and he's got yeah, no recollection no idea. of it because he played so many games in so many years. I think Danny White would remember going to the sidelines and making out with a cheerleader. You would, but if it's happened multiple times, he may not remember that one particular one that's captured on photo. I mean, that had to be during a game. He was in full uniform. Could post-game. Or post-game, right. Post-game post-game. victory. It's possible. Like, uh, how'd you like that Hail Mary I threw? Pretty good. <laughs> that was is a good Where photo. are your lips? Now let me see your lips. <laughs> is that how you would have done it in your uh, co-ed flag like, football league? If you would have yeah. won the game? Yeah. Did you see that pass I threw when the girl finally caught it? Uh, let's make out on the sidelines now to well, celebrate Danny White style. You are some ladies' man right there. Danny White style. Uh, here's an interesting thing coming off of the Super Bowl, Jerry. I want to see if you're interested in this or if you think it's likely to happen or not happen. Remember, there's a thing that uh, CBS likes to do called the match where they play golf between, like, it was like Tiger Woods and somebody versus Phil Mickelson and somebody or blah, blah, blah. Uh, they want to do a match with Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes golf. Would you be interested in this? Um... Maybe. I mean, I'll put it on. Am I? Like, is it must-see TV? No. Like, maybe they pair them with uh, two pros, right? So Yeah, they, like... but they have to be pros that have... See, the problem golf is lacking right now, in my eyes, is that... And I don't mean they're not great players. Right now, the, the depth in the golf game is ridiculous. Golf right now doesn't have a superstar. They don't have the next Tiger. They don't have the next Phil. So, if you're going to tell me that it's going to be, you know, Dustin Johnson... And uh, whoever, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Rory McIlroy with Mahomes and Brady. It's interesting, but I don't know that I'm going to it's not going to be appointment television. Not for me. That is the weird thing with golf. You're right. Like there's no dominant guy. Like there's a lot. Like you said, 
good depth because every time I'll I'll see a so and so one you know it's a major golf tournament. It's a guy I never heard of. Yeah, that's because these guys are so incredibly talented. So like I me on know. the golf course. Let me ask you because I'm sure were you one that watched the Manning thing? And no, the, you didn't. Even during the time of the pandemic, when yeah, there was no. nothing to watch, you didn't watch that. Nope. No. Really? Yeah, I, don't, I can't watch golf on television. You Only didn't like the Tiger Brady Woods match? Is, no. See, I did. I found that fun. It was Brady. It was Manning. I don't remember who played. Who were the pros? I don't know. Was it Tiger? And I don't even remember. It's sad. But anyway. Sad. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. But yeah, Good it's. Um, I don't know that there are golfers that would make that interesting enough for me. Right. You know, right now to say I've got to put this on my calendar and I've got to watch it. I'm going to pull right. up. I'm going to pull up the world golf rankings right now. I want to see and if pull you up can... your pants. <laughs> I can do that too. Put the, take the bra off. All right. So you know Dustin Johnson. Right I now do. he yep, is he's... the world number one, at least at last check. I believe. Now that's a, does he have? He has no personality though, right? That's Even the problem. Married to Wayne Gretzky's daughter. Right. That well, now you could also make the case that Tiger had no personality either. True. Tiger's personality was winning and dominating. That was a, Tiger's personality. He had a personality off the fee, off the uh, course. We just weren't aware of it. So, uh, like, I know these names. I don't think you do. Have you ever heard of John Rahm? No. All right. That's the second-ranked golfer in the world right now. Yeah. Never heard of you, Justin John Thomas. I've heard of him. Okay, good. That's three. How about Xander Shoffley? No. He's the fourth-ranked player in the world. Uh, Ty- I don't even know if I'm telling Terrell or Tyrell Hatton. He's no. the he's five. So so far, none of these names do anything for you. No, Rory McIlroy. I heard of him. Okay, he's five. I guess that boring. would be a big name to put in, but nothing. All right, but boring. I'm just I say how I got one for you, Patrick Reed. I've heard of him. Right, he's the guy that no one can lie, no one can yeah. stand. Let's throw him on would that interest you. Yeah, throw him okay. on Brady's team. Throw Dustin Johnson with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but that still doesn't do it for him. It that doesn't work for me. It's still not enough. All right, then cancel it. Let's well, cancel I didn't, that. No, I didn't say cancel it. I just well, said I don't even know it's a thing yet. They're just they're just it's in the I'll give you one. stages, but you just shot it down nicely. I mean, Here's I, what I, I would appreciate do. It. Here's what I would do. If you can't get Tiger or Phil, and people are probably enough of that anyway, how about we go uh, Patrick Reed and Sergio Garcia? Patrick and Patrick Reed and Mahomes against Garcia, Garcia and, Brady. and Brady. I would match. watch that. That I would watch. All right. Well, now there you go. Call CBA. Who do we talk to? <laughs> I don't know whoever is uh, whoever's putting it together. Probably a TNT event again if they mm. do it. Mm. Mm. Right. Oh, right, look, we got to take a break. Yeah, let's take a break because I don't sh- want to start a new topic right here. Short segment because you were late. You were lazy. I, was I don't not know late. how you're late when you're working. I'll from tell home. you what. Well, here's what happened. <laughs> Somebody. I'm on channel sixty nine. Sixty nine. Someone was on my channel. Who was so that? I couldn't. I don't know. I couldn't dial in. It Steve was, Summers. No. The Nets game was still connected. Ah, I see. Okay. So the we can Nets blame the game, Brooklyn Nets. They they're on channel 69? They're on a variety of stuff, and they're supposed to good night it and disconnect, but nobody did that. Someone here was lazy. Terrible, yeah. terrible, terrible. So Al was late, and he missed the first no, few minutes, but we I'll handled wait. it. And then Eddie really interrupted me mid-sentence, but that's okay. We're going to take a quick break. 518, just getting started. A lot to do here on the warm-up show, and then even more to do between 6 and 10 with Boomer and Geo on the fan. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Responsible for the COVID nineteen vaccine. Yeah, that's right. Hey, couple quickies before you get on to your next topic, Al. Oh yes. I saw Mike on Twitter retweet something from Leonard Fournette from yesterday. Sent it to both of us. This was Fournette yesterday, and this goes to where I was talking about how beautiful it is in Tampa, at least warm in the middle of February. This is Fournette. Quote, it's so hot out here, the sun got me seeing things. I thought JPP had all his fingers. All right. I don't know why nice. I found that fun. Well, it's a teammate, it's funny. And then the you other enjoyed thing, that. I, I did. I actually am in the studio right. alone. I mm-hmm. legit was laughing. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, and then this one real quick. I thought of two things on the golf. I thought of a guy that should be involved that would make me want to watch it. All right. John Daly. Okay. That Put would be John f- Daly on uh, Patrick Mahomes' team. And then we talked about Tiger briefly. How about this? On the official World Golf Ranking website, they put a picture. There are There is like a slideshow of players that have been ranked number one. So you've got, it's like Adam Scott, number one for 11 weeks. You've got Martin Keimer, number one for eight weeks. They've got Luke Donald, 56 weeks. You've got Lee Westwood, 22 weeks. They give you John Rahm for four. They give you Adam Scott, Rory McIlroy. Wow, 106 weeks is world number one. And then you get to Tiger Woods, world number one, 683 weeks. I mean, you talk about the dominance. I mean, my God, do you imagine? He had a nice little run there, Jerry, <laughs> for a little while. That's 11 years. Oh, 11 years. Right? Good, solid run. 52 yep. times 10 is 520. No, it's more than that. It's like 13 years. It's a long time that fella was uh, up on the uh, the top of the golf game. And on uh, top of other things, too, for a while. Mm-hmm. Perkins waitresses. <laughs> Jerry, and well uh, others. Governor Cuomo has said that New York venues can reopen at ten percent capacity. I was these are venues. About this. These are venues with ten thousand or more, so yeah. it's not like a little rock club. That's arenas, gonna, arenas. Uh, they can open at ten percent capacity. I guess uh, there'd be about uh, two thousand fans per game for the local hockey and basketball teams. Yeah, I think the Rangers already tweeted that on the twenty. Whenever the next game is, the twenty third, fourth, yeah, twenty third. I think is when it all starts. That they February. will have approximately two thousand fans at the Garden. I think it's awesome. I wonder if Boomer will go to that. Yeah, well, I mean, why not if you can? I would love to go to a game with 2,000 fans. How much room you'll have? I don't think like I was, uh, you know, listening to uh, Cartner Roberts yesterday and everyone was all excited at how it's going to make a difference when you watch a game. I, I don't think you're going to see any difference. No, I don't either because I think they're going to continue to do what they've been doing. Now, I don't know this, but I think what they're going to do is even in the arenas like Utah has had fans all season. I think they've had 1,800 fans per game. I think that's the number. And what even when they do is they still tarp off the first 10 to 15 rows to keep the fans far enough away from the players. And I think that will continue to be the case. So I agree. Watching it on TV, I don't think that will be any different than what we're seeing right now. So you would have interest right now in going to a game? Oh, I'd go. Absolutely, I'd go. Yeah. I guess, you know, 2,000 fans would be about a typical Thursday night crowd for the Mets in April. Yep. Well, not quite, but you're, you're not far off. And uh, same foul thing. balls, though, be easier to get. Oh, yes. That is very true. I also thought the thing I hate about going to stadiums and going to arenas and games and things is getting in, getting out, 
and the bathroom situation. Yeah, no issue there with only 2,000 people in a 20,000-seat arena. Yeah, I could get in, get out. I could go to the urinals. They probably yeah. even block off some urinals so you can't use a urinal right next to somebody. You probably could even go number two, and it wouldn't really be probably. that gross. Right. I'd be like, I just, uh, I just did number two at the Barclays Center because I could. It was clean, and there was no one bothering me. Correct. If like, that's what is on your mind, mm-hmm. then go for it, my man. Of that's course, what's on my mind. The first time I see you at Barclays Center will be the last time I see you at Barclays Center. I've You've been, been to there Barclays already. Center. I know. You've been there. That's what I said. The first time will be the last right? time. Done. I was to a basketball game. And I the Chili Peppers concerts. concert with Boomer and Carton. Were you at a, a hockey game there? Uh, I don't think I went to a hockey game there. Maybe I did. I went. I saw Keith Urban, the country star there. I saw Bruce Springsteen at Barclays Center. You've been there a bunch. Oh, I was a I was a regular there, Jerry, before well, this whole coronavirus hit and it I, kept me out. I like the arena. I do not like traveling to that arena. It's tough to get to. Yeah, Brooklyn. I it's have not no easy. Idea even how to get there at this point. That BQE at rush hour. Ugh. Oh yeah, sign but me I, up, Jerry. But I will tell you, if there's a way to get tickets to a Met or a Yankee game with only four or five thousand people allowed in, I would go in a blink. Yeah. So yeah, I would be in for that definitely. All right, and by the, and by April May, that ten percent could be twenty percent, thirty percent. Who knows if the numbers I'll, continue to drop the way they are? I'll pencil you in, Jerry, for a game in uh, April. Uh, I would go if you can get me tickets. I would definitely go. Uh, also, uh, I feel the need to say this: Lenny Dykstra, go away. We're not interested in your act anymore. I, nor am I. I, was... I heard him on uh, Carton and Roberts yesterday, and I'm like, what? Why is this guy speaking? Well, I mean, Craig's your pal. What was the reasoning? I don't I know. I can't imagine uh, Evan booked that. No, Craig did book that for right. sure. I figured. He did ask me prior. He said, what do you think of Lenny Dykstra? I said, I'm tired of his act. It's I enough. Said, uh, it's enough. I may have heard him too many times on Howard Stern. I don't know. He's just, his act has grown very tired. He's still accusing Ron Darling of faking cancer. Hmm. Who will I believe? Ron Darling, who has a zero checkered past. Or Lenny Dykstra, who I agree. his neighbors, no matter where he lives, no one wants to live near him. I, <laughs> let me get. Let me say, hmm, I'll take the credibility of Ron Darling over you. I turned it on, and that was when I got in the car. And that was the first thing I heard. And I'm like, I, I can't do this. Right, get lost. <laughs> I, got, I love Evan. I love Greg. I'm like, I can't do this. By so the way, I ha- hear you. Happy birthday, Lenny. Oh, is that? It was, no, it was his Lenny's birthday? birthday yesterday. Yeah, maybe a little How old is Lenny Dykstra? I'm going to guess. I'm going to say, so 86. I'm going to say Lenny Dykstra. They say he was born in 69. No, I don't know he was born. I'm going to say he's around 52, 53, 54. Probably. Sound about right. So you think he's my age. Boy, I got to tell you, those 86 Mets did not feel like they were my age. Yeah, well. At the I mean, time. No, so they, they, yeah. If I'm going to be 52 this year, Lenny Dykstra's got to be 58. No, I don't think so. Yeah, Terry, well, I was just seven, Google uh, it. You Google. You're it. right. You did. Go- did you Google this already? I did not Google he it. Is, but I was just 58. I was ballparking it. I was 17 when the '86 Mets were kicking butt, Jerry. And there's no way that Delaney Dexter was 18. So I had to put yeah, him good up point. Uh, early 20s. Yeah. No, he uh, his birthday. He turned 58 yesterday. Oh, and I want to give some details. A lot of people have reached out to me about this because it's Bruce Springsteen, and I love Bruce Springsteen. Yes, about the DUI. Yeah, I'm not a big, uh, I'm not a big Bruce Springsteen politics. Uh, Bruce is one of those people who's the politics I don't yes. enjoy, but I'm able oh. to look past it. I thought you were going to say he gets into the politics at the concerts. I, I noticed that the one concert I went to. Yeah, he's a big, uh, he's a big political guy, yeah. and uh, I, I'm able to separate it from his music, which means a lot to me. 
but he was uh, headlines everywhere that Bruce Springsteen was busted for a DWI in Sandy Hook, New Jersey, back in November. Right. And there were not a lot of details going around. I was like, hmm, well, that's a... There was one detail that was a little weird. It was like he was drinking in a in a park where he shouldn't have been drinking. And I was like, well, then how was he in this car? Blah, blah. Well, the New York Post has all of the details now. And, and make of it what you will here, Jerry. Uh, but I know people were looking for details. Uh, he was riding his motorcycle through Sandy Hook, New Jersey, when some fans spotted him and said... Hey, could you? They waved him over, like to come over and take a photo. Right. Bruce got off his motorcycle, took a photo with fans. Uh, one of the fans then said, "Will you do a shot of tequila?" So Bruce did one shot of tequila, thus drinking in the park. Got on his motorcycle and was immediately, as soon as he got on his motorcycle, the cops pulled him over, where the cops stopped him. He blew a breathalyzer of point oh two. In New Jersey, the legal limit is .08, so he was still within the not-drunk legal limit. Yeah. But they gave him a ticket because they saw him take a drink, and then they saw him hop on his motorcycle. But if he wasn't... Time out. Yeah. If he doesn't go over the limit, and he's within the legal right, that's like saying you're not allowed to go to a barbecue, have a beer, and then drive home. Of course you are. You just can't have multiple beers, and you can't... That doesn't mean. I mean, if that's the case, then why not just arrest every single person that walks out of a bar and drives home? Yeah. Even if they just had literally one beer over the course of two hours. That doesn't make any sense to me. It says the legal threshold in New Jersey is .08, which the outlet said calls into question why Springsteen was charged with driving while intoxicated. So why even give him the... T- so that's going to get thrown out. Well, he does because it was in a, in a park. That's a federal... Property, he well, has but to that's go a to, different. Right, he has to go to court. Then. He has to go to court in uh, Newark. Right, but is it DUI or was it drinking it's a in a public? It says driving, driving while intoxicated. intoxicated. Yeah, there's two different on things. A motorcycle here. was the offense for drinking in a federal park that's illegal, or was it yeah. DWI? Because it's DWI, it sure as hell doesn't sound like it to me. And he lost his Jeep. Uh, he did that commercial for Jeep during the Super Bowl. Yeah. They dropped him, Jerry. Oh, Jeep. come on. Yeah, they dropped him. Well, you know, listen, they, they, all the stories yesterday was that it did, uh, a DWI, but this seems a little fugazi. I'm going to have to get to the bottom of I'm this taking a your word more. for it. I didn't do any digging like you did because well, I, I did digging. And I the really only, yeah, the, this is the post. But... Wow. This is, okay. By the way, this is page six who was interested in burying everyone. So, if, I mean, if they're putting out a thing where they're not burying him. Interesting. Then it's yeah. got to be true, you would think. All right. My man, Bruce Springsteen. Look at Al getting to the bottom of Bruce. Got right to the bottom of that, Weird Jerry. Weird way to put that, but yes. All right, 535, 25 in front of 6, I believe is what that means. And then Boomer yeah. and Geo at the top. Al's got more coming up next. We're going to break down the net win and the Ranger loss. Well, uh, nope. Probably not, actually. Uh, coming right back here on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Al and Jerry, Radio Gaga, Radio Goo Goo, Radio Doo Doo. Oh, Radio Doo Doo for you, you. 20 in front of six. 
Alan Jerry, another 20 minutes or so. And I know he's got a big, long topic sheet that we still have to get to. Yeah, Jerry. What has you got there? How was it with, with Lepresti yesterday? Go well? Oh, yes, it went very well. Uh, CeeLo, he's very sharp. He's a sharp young kid, Jerry. I think he's got uh, big plans for this business. <laughs> take it by, but take it by storm. <laughs> okay, he's 34, but okay. 34 years old. All right, uh, real quick, Jerry, uh, a man, uh, Brian, on Twitter. This is regarding the Bruce Springsteen uh, DWI arrest, and we asked uh, if he took one shot of tequila, got on his motorcycle, blew a .02, and the New Jersey legal limit is .08. Why was he arrested? A uh, man named, uh, where did he go? I just got a whole bunch of tweets here in this past second. Maybe he went where you were Darn at the it. beginning of the show. Gone. You? I was nowhere. <laughs> man. Anyway, pretty much he said uh, New Jersey has a um, no to- a zero tolerance policy. So even if you blow below the legal limit, you still get a fine, even though it's not as harsh. I don't understand. Time out. Yes. So then you're not allowed to have a drink at all. And Correct. Drive. Then what is the whole point of blowing anything? Shut great up, Eddie. Qu- God damn it. Damn it. It's <laughs> a great question, Jerry. <laughs> I want to go in there and kick your ass. I swear yeah. to God. He, he's so happy right now. You have no idea. Um, what is the point of the test then and the limits and the numbers? Because that, if that's the case, like I said before, if if the state needs money, just park your cops outside of bars and arrest everybody that gets into the car or any restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Well, says, this I found it. He says New Jersey has zero tolerance policy. If anything registers on the breathalyzer, they can be charged with DUI. If below point oh eight, it lessens the fines and loss of license. I see. Now this is news to me. So you're yeah, telling me, me you can't have a drink, right? And then drive home. So if I want to go out to dinner with my wife and my kids, mm-hmm. and I get a gigantic burger and fries, and you get mm-hmm. the ice cream, okay. and in the middle of it, I had a 16-ounce Miller Lite. Oh, sounds delicious. Within, yes. you know, one beer within the hour. Yes, pulled over. I would be, I would get a summons. You could, yes. What, what is the whole point of blowing anything? Again, I don't have an answer for that, Jerry. Uh I guess the point of blowing uh, the uh, breathalyzer is to see if you're pe- if you're below or past the legal limit. It's news to me. I really I never knew that. So was it Brian on Twitter? Thank you, Brian. Of course, right. I don't know. Brian has any real expertise in this, but I'm sure other people will now write to us and tell us that. So that's what it says. A little strange. You're right. I always wondered that too. Like going to Giants games and Jets games over the years, man, and you'd see like people in the fans. They're so wasted. They're punching each other in the face. Yeah. Like I. Cops could pull off out, could pull over probably ninety percent of the people leaving this place. A lot be, of them, they'd be blowing something into the breathalyzer test. See, I'm okay. I'm going to look into that, Jerry. Yeah, I mean, I'm reading this. I don't. Yeah. I don't well, see it. I, you know, I'm going to have some answers in the post game podcast. Everything I'm research. reading, everything I'm reading, and this mm-hmm. is on a law website. A law. Everything. Yes, every single thing I'm reading says it starts at point oh eight. Call Bruni and Campisi. See what they have to say. They're injury attorneys. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe I actually it. know that. Don't <laughs> call the them commercials. <laughs> anyway, and by and point oh eight is I think like one one drink per hour. Right. Like you could you're at your body should be able to handle one drink per hour. Or slightly more than one drink per hour, right. whatever the case may be. All right. Well we'll we will we will look into this for you. Speaking of drinks, Jerry, uh, Jerry Jones, owner of the Dallas Cowboys, was photographed on uh, social media. I love uh, Jerry Jones. He took a photo with a fan. 
this fan ran into Jerry Jones in the convenience store of the gas station, and Jerry Jones was buying wine. Good, Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I'm morning, buying Jerry. wine in a in Balls. a in a convenience at a I gas station. I believe it was Seven Eleven in uh, Texas. <laughs> I believe it was. And then I did see. <laughs> I did see on Pro Football Talk that they investigated the wine that Seven Eleven sells, and that it's actually, although inexpensive popular among wine drinkers yeah. because it's like one of those two buck chucks where uh, it's like a tasty wine even though it's cheap listen good you, morning wine is wine Balls. and if you if you've got the liquor license and i'm sure in texas they're very easy to come by as opposed to here in new york and new jersey what difference does it make where you bought it yeah like just because it's not a liquor store so he had well, to get some we, gas you know what let me get a bottle of wine because we expect Jerry Jones to be drinking eight hundred dollar bottle of wines even just randomly during the day. I have told you many times Jerry Jones might be one of the and I don't know how he runs his team uh, but he might be one of the friendlier people i you see him with fans he likes to mingle, interact, smile, take photographs. that does not surprise me at all while he might be one of the richest people in the league. And in the world, I guess, for that matter. He also, that doesn't shock me that he, you know, I could see Jerry Jones in a Publix running in for a loaf of bread and wine. Good morning. Yes. You know what? Because for him, he probably likes the attention. Yes. No, he seemed to be very happy to take the photo with this uh, fan who was wearing uh, Chiefs gear. And uh, that he, uh, Jerry Jones even said uh, that he feels uh, bad for Patrick Mahomes in that loss to uh, Brady and the Patriots. Is this Patriots, true? Buccaneers. Yes, that's what he said. You know what, what I said. like about the photo, Al? What's that? He's got his mask on. Good morning. Unlike the people in Tampa that had no masks. No masks. <laughs> They're on a no mask policy, Jerry. I guess. Uh, a plugged in Houston Texans reporter. His name is John McLean. He's been with the uh, Was Houston he at the Takashio he, building. I don't know. John he's McClain. been w- different John McClain, same name. Uh, he's been with the Houston Chronicle, Jerry, for 45 years. So oh, okay. I'm going to trust, hard. not diehard. I'm going to trust this guy, 45 years. He was on a sports talk in Houston and said that if Deshaun Watson gets traded, and that's a big if because the Texans are legit in wanting to hold on to him, that the only team he's going to is the Jets. Okay. And that man is plugged in, Jerry. That's as I said, plugged in. Well, Forty-five years, Houston Chronicle. The well, last thing I heard was that the Texans have no interest in trading him. Yeah, and I guess if the Jets are going to make a play for him, they're going to have to give up a boatload. Yeah, we'll see. I, I why would I'm you want a guy who's one. who's not interested in playing for you, playing quarterback of all positions? Because you have no better solution, mm. and it's very difficult. Even with, I mean, I don't think we have to do this again. But if you run down the list of first-round draft pick quarterbacks over the last 15 years, yes, not many of them are great. Hmm. And you've got one who right now is in his prime and had, while you didn't win games, he certainly wasn't the problem. Do you want to have to go and try and fix that issue? Ask the Bears what it's like not to have a quarterback. Yeah. It's hard. Right. It's they difficult. may end up with Carson Wentz. Yeah. I, I, you know, well, they might. That is true. And I did see, too, in terms of the – who are we talking about? The Texans. Their team Texans. president. Resigned yesterday. Yeah. So it seems like there's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on down there, To Jay. answer your question, I think it's a matter of maybe they figure they can sit them down, talk to them, and figure this thing out. They're not going to make any rash decisions and then give another franchise, a franchise quarterback, to where now they have a void to fill. That is probably the hardest void to fill in the league. Right. So Fair point, Jerry. A lot of first-round picks that end up being nothing. Busts. That's what yeah. I call them, Jerry. Busts. Yeah, it's true. 
Hey, is I know you're a big Major League Baseball MLB Network guy. You love the baseball. You and your son Bond connect with baseball. Yeah. Is this a big deal that uh, Red Sox are sending or did send Andrew Benatendi to That's Kansas interesting. City? I mean, it's a, you know, it, is he in his prime still? Is Andrew Benatendi? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, Andrew Benatendi. Let's see if I see how old he is. He can't be more than twenty eight. Were you Hold impressed on. that I said his name correctly? No, because oh. it's phonetically spelled properly. Oh. Um, he's 26. Oh, I mean, nice. this guy's in his prime. The Red Sox are in it. I don't know what the Red Sox hey, what are doing. What are they doing? Unloading Jerry? everybody that's, you know, I, they've won a lot. So you can get away with trying to figure things out and the rebuild and all that. But yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was interesting. He goes to Kansas City and the Mets got someone, got a, a prospect in that deal too. They, they were part of it. But yeah. Khalil Lee, the Mets got Jerry. Yeah. Khalil Lee. I know a lot about Lee. Him. I'm just he's a terrific. He's just a terrific baller. A baller, no doubt. <laughs> By the way, just to finish the thought, Deshaun Watson was picked twelfth overall. Twelfth, twelfth in 2017. Mm-hmm. Don't always have to have the number one overall pick. Yeah, I guess so, Jerry. We've uh, we've discussed that many a time. Yes, we have. Yes, Many a time. Uh, let uh, what else? Oh, Leon Washington. Uh, you know what's Leon so Washington? funny about this? Yes, what's that he was the uh, a fan favorite kick returner. He was yeah. a, he was a very nice kick returner and for the a Jets. Hell of a nice guy too. By the and way, a good fella. You know what's so funny about him was what's if that? you remember maybe three or four months ago, something like that. We were talking about players that have like a nice little run, mm-hmm. and then once their career of five, six, seven, eight, maybe nine years is over, you never hear from them again. And right. I always wonder, like, what happens to guys like that where. Well, they may not have been the best player on the team or on the field. They were really good players, and they were living the life, making a lot of money, and then it's over, and then what? And I was thinking about one of the players I brought to your attention that I loved because he was such a good guy was Jericho Cotchery. And, like, right. where is he these days? Because he was one who had a really nice career, but then you never heard from him again. Leon Washington was one of those guys that I was thinking about a few weeks ago because I had this conversation with somebody else. And then I thought it was ironic that his name just popped up and he got a job. He is back as with the New York Jets as an assistant special teams coach. Good I think that's you. outstanding. That's a good for you segment, Jerry. Yeah, it is. Hey, Leon Washington, good for you. <laughs> you say that with such passion. Yeah, it was nice. I agree. I felt good for him because, like I said, he's he's one of the good guys. That kick returner game. That's uh, uh, when when you are successful on it. Even then, it's a short run, right? Yeah, I mean, it can be. And now with the rules, it's really hard to be good at it. Right, because everyone just kicks the ball to the back of the end zone. Yeah, right over your head. Have some balls and let me return it. Balls or no balls? The NFL rules for kick returners. No balls. Well, no, but we know why they're doing it. Trying to get concussions out of the game. I suppose, Jerry, if that's important to you. It wasn't. Yes, it is important to us. And you, and you, no concussions. We don't need those. But, yes, I, I do agree that that's a short shelf life of a career. Yeah. If that's what you're known for, right? really different. I don't remember the last 15-year kick returner. <laughs> right. That Devin Hester had a nice little run. He had a good run. Then who run. was the dude on uh, Kansas City? Hall? Something Hall, maybe, I'm remembering. Yeah, and I'm blanking out on his first yeah. name. Is it Dante Hall? No. I'm something blanking Hall. out on it. How about this? We'll get yelled at during the break. How about that? As you figure it out, I was going to say Mel Hall, but that's a different sport. Mel Hall, he was terrific (laughs) as a kick returner. (laughs) He could have been. Who knows? We don't know. All right, one final break. We'll get you uh, Boomer and Geo coming up at the top of the hour. But right now, a Radio.com Sports Minute. Her name is Amy Lawrence. 
And our good feel-good story from last night in the NBA as a player battles back and gets himself back on the floor. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. we got a couple more minutes. Uh, the Nets actually played defense last night and won. What a novel concept. And the uh, Rangers lost in overtime, but they do get a point. And to break it all down, his name is Al Dukes. Go. I cannot break that down, Jerry. I can break down uh, the Dallas Mavericks. Remember uh, Mark Cuban uh, said he decided uh, no more national anthem at uh, his uh, games, home games? Yeah, that got changed. And, and yeah, he, he had stopped uh, doing it, I guess, didn't tell anyone. And right. no one noticed. And then at some point, someone noticed or he told someone. Well, no one knows. No one's there. That could be it, too, Jerry. <laughs> no one actually is in the arena to hear the uh, national anthem. But uh, the NBA uh, reiterated their policy. And the Mavericks have begun once again playing the national anthem uh, before the games. There you go, done. And and for that reason, I'm out. That's what uh, uh, Mark Cuban <laughs> says. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> oh, and your Dallas Cowboys, Jerry. What a little embarrassed. A little embarrassed Why? that they did a hype video for this coming season. Yeah, this this is curious. And they accidentally left no, out. You Dak. don't accidentally leave out your quarterback. <laughs> they accidentally left out Dak Prescott. Yeah, I saw this on Monday. I think, man, this... he's got to be like, what in the hell? And then for them to say nothing to see here. Yeah, exactly. Because you left out Dak. My bad. No, you can't just see. You can't just go my bad on that. That doesn't work. I love a good hype video. You're not like, watching really, hype you, videos. Not now. I mean, it's too early. Like, you put out that hype video in, like, August, if I'm the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I, yeah, well, they better redo it, I can tell you that. And speaking of videos, I did watch the Crack Cocaine documentary on Netflix you talked oh, talking yeah. about. Oh, yeah. Terrific. Very, it was good. It was very well done. Not too long. Right. I did fall asleep briefly in the middle of it. But I think I it's about 90 minutes. Up. It is. It was actually very good. Even my wife got in, got into was interested in it. Yeah, very interesting. It's called uh, Crack and then it's got something after the crack part of the title. The but it's footage on Netflix. they have is unbelievable. Yeah. So they do much right of it. From the 80s. It's really, you know what I found very interesting? They also they compared a, the, a crack going in and destroying uh, cities yeah. to the locust in the Bible coming in and destroying cities. I did notice I thought that. that was kind of interesting. It was clever. That is and true. How, oh, now I started watching this other documentary on Who Netflix. Who died? It's, it is. It is. Well, of uh, course, it is. I, I got to get the name of it because I'm going to screw it up. And I'm Kevin Durant, oh, Kyrie Irving, and now James Harden. It's three NBA superstars on one team.